Konnichiwa. Blood-curdling greetings to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by, making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your morning, day, evening, whenever you listen and wherever you are listening from. It is greatly appreciated. I know I say that every single time, but you guys mean the world to me. You're awesome. Those tunes that you just heard are, as always, courtesy of the awesome country music legend Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. Grab that passport. Today we find ourselves in the gorgeous town of Himeji, Japan, at a castle that's named after the town, Himeji Castle, also referred to as Hakuro-jo, meaning White Egret Castle. You know, the structure is somewhat similar of that of a bird taking flight. And looking at pictures of this unique structure, especially where the parts lift up, I can totally see that, a large bird taking flight. Himeji Castle is the largest castle in Japan and the most popular and visited as well. Not only that, but it's one of the most visited sites in Japan, which is pretty phenomenal. Now, looking at it, I can totally see why it's absolutely beautiful. So just a little chunk of history here for you. In 1333, a fort is built on top of a mountain that gives a view of the entire city of Himeji. And wherever you are in town, the fort, or what's now known as the castle, can be seen. It does not remain a fort for too terribly long, and in 1346 it is dismantled, and a castle is built. They named this one Haimeyama Castle. Now, between 1467 and 1477, the castle was temporarily taken over and riddled with riots during the Onan War. Two centuries later, it is completely remodeled and renovated, Enter Himeji Castle. In 1581, it's again remodeled, this time by Toyotomi Hideyoshi. He adds a three-story castle keep, and there is actually a legend connected to this, but more on that shortly. We keep seeing changes here at the castle. In 1601, Aikida Teromasa is gifted the castle for his actions in the Battle of Sekigahara, And he will completely rebuild this castle starting in 1601 and completing this gigantor of a project in 1609. A few years later, in 1617, more is added by Honda Tadamasa. During the Meiji period, 1868 to 1912, sadly, several of Japan's castles are destroyed and completely demolished. 
it just hurts me when history is taken away like that. It's just like, oh my god. So while Himeji is not demolished, it is completely abandoned shortly after this period begins, about in 1871. Some of the castle's gates and corridors, well, they are destroyed, but not nearly as bad as some of the others that were left completely not standing. And this was to make more room for the Japanese army barracks. During Meiji, the army was sent to throw shells at the castle. Shelling of the castle lasts about an entire day, a little short of. Miraculously, none of these shells have gone off. Believe it or not, the government had plans to demolish this castle. But thankfully, it was spared and saved by an army colonel named Nakamura Shigeto. His brave and courageous actions, well, they are not forgotten. And there is actually a stone monument of the castle's savior, or one of the saviors, placed at Haishi Gate, the castle's very first gate. Now, the threat of Himeji Castle's existence is not over. In 1871, it is threatened again when a local, of all people, buys the large property. They want to demolish this castle for landscaping or some other sort of thing. But thankfully, when they look into doing that, it was too expensive and way, way, way out of the budget. And it is saved once again. In 1945, during the Second World War, the area surrounding the castle is heavily bombed and is burned to the ground. One firebomb is actually dropped onto the top story of the castle, and it miraculously did not go off. If it had, it would have surely been the end of Himeji Castle. In 1993, the castle is registered as one of the first UNESCO World Heritage Sites in the country. No more threats of being destroyed. As time and nature will allow, Himeji Castle is here to stay. A couple years later, in 1995, the Great Hanshin Earthquake erupts. A 6.9 magnitude lasting 20 seconds, but it was utterly devastating as it kills 6,434 people. The Great Hanshin Earthquake is Japan's deadliest in the 20th century. The most deadly occurs in 1923, the Great Kanto Earthquake, a 7.9 magnitude which claimed over 105,000 lives and around 40,000 missing and presumed deceased. There was some damage to the castle during Hanshin earthquake, but it remained standing tall and proud. I see one account of someone who actually visits this castle and they give some good details on the inside. They noticed that there really was no furniture whatsoever in many of the rooms, but Mind you, there's over 80 rooms, so maybe in some, I don't know. But in one room, they did notice that there were several gorgeous ancient artifacts and antiques in, on display for all to see. And I'm a huge artifact and antique nut. I just love it. And so I, I would really like to see that room. <laughs> so it's easy to get lost here 
at the castle. Just think for those who have gone to Winchester, right? It's like, it's kind of like a maze, if you will. Well, it's the same thing here at Himeji Castle. There are tons of tiny little alleyways and tunnels. And yes, my friends, secret rooms. One bizarre thing the visitor mentions is the fact that there are well over 1,000 holes scattered throughout the entire castle. You know, it's like, who the hell decorated this place? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, there was a reason for this, obviously. And it was for any reason if they were invaded that they could still protect themselves and shoot from anywhere within the safety of the castle walls without exposing themselves to the enemy. And I believe they thankfully did not have to ever do this. Legend time. With hundreds of years of history behind this castle, come on guys, it's truly no shocker that there may be a legend or two connected to it. Now, first we have what's known as the Old Widow's Stone. Now, it's during the time that Toyotomi Hideyoshi is adding on the three-story leap that he runs out of stones. Word spreads like wildfire, really, about this man's dilemma. And one elderly woman, she steps forward and gives this man her cherished hand millstone, something that she desperately needed for herself, but she was such a giving and caring soul that she gifts it to Hideyoshi. Meaning, thank you. Now, if you come here today, you can make out which stone is the Old Widow's as it is covered and protected with this kind of wire. You can still see it, but it's like definitely protected. It's located in the middle of one of the stone walls. And the generous lady, she was not alone. Several people followed in her footsteps, also helping out, giving the man their stones. Some people even dug up coffins and used the stone lids as well. Hey, yeah, that's like just begging to be haunted by an angry soul. <laughs> Another legend has to do with Aikida Paramasa's master carpenter. He helps tremendously with the keeps, but he unfortunately is severely unhappy with the work he had done and felt that one of the keeps was slightly slanted to the southeast. Now, me being a crafty person, I always am doing something, whether it's making my coffin bookmarks or writing a book or knitting a scarf or whatever, and you spend so much time, love, money, and energy on something, and it's finished, and it's just like, well, this is a piece of shit. Now, I know a scarf that takes about three to four hours and doing something like a castle's keep, which takes probably weeks, months, if not years, I know there's no comparison. But I know how it feels to be like, oh, well, this sucks. This was a waste of time. So supposedly one fateful day, this carpenter, he puts a chisel in his mouth and he climbs his way up to the doomed slightly slanted in his mind keep where he jumps to his death we can be our own toughest critics but hey come on 
the biggest legend of them all, believed to be the inspiration of the movie The Ring. You know, the gal coming out of the well, and uh, you know what I mean. Well, the grandmother, if you will, of legends that has to do with this castle has to do with a woman named Aikiku. This woman, she notices one day that this special set of plates, which should have been ten, was only nine. She nervously counts over and over and over again. Each, ni, san, yon, go, roku, nana, ach, kyu. Okay, so, so far we've counted to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But where the hell is ju, also known as ten? Where is it? How can this be? She is obviously distraught. She never touches these cherished, priceless antique of plates, yet one is gone. And she knows that she will be blamed for the missing antique. She pays the ultimate price for something she had no control over. Sadly, Okiku is brutally murdered and her body is concealed inside the well. Digging a tiny bit deeper, I saw that she worked for this man named Samurai Tessan Ayoma. Even though he was a married man, he always tried to come on to the beautiful Okiku. He did not even want to have an affair. He straight up was willing to leave his unsuspecting wife for Okiku. She said no every single time. Yeah. Well, legend has it that Tessan was so sick to death of the rejection. He comes up with this evil, conniving asshole of a plan. You see, his wife, she had gotten these extremely rare, old, priceless Dutch golden plates and proudly had them displayed in what they called the plate mansion. So sick of rejection, he hides one of his wife's plates, knowing that it will be missed it will be noticed, and there will be consequences to pay for this, and the most deadly of them all. So when it's noticed by Okiku herself that a plate is missing, she is immediately blamed. If only Samurai Tessan's wife knew that her husband was an asshole who wanted to cheat on her with this woman and she kept saying no, it just kills me. So this doomed young woman knew that this would be a death penalty case, but the man behind the missing plate told her if she becomes his mistress that the plate will soon appear and she will be spared. She declines him again, yet knowing this will be the last time she says no. This guy, he was obviously bad news. Not only was Okiku, his victim, but he, around this same time, was also planning to assassinate the head of Himeji Castle so he can take control of the entire estate. Sounds like a stand-up fellow, don't you guys think? So, Okiku did not go quietly into the night. Her death was anything but natural. She was badly beaten, first of all, then suspended over a well on the property where the battered woman begged and fought for her life. She would then be submerged into the water, and right before she was to be totally completely drowned, she would be brought back up 
This torturous method, if you will, would be repeated until she finally succumbs. She is then tossed into the well, and it is covered. It is said that Okiku climbs out of her watery grave, that being the well, every single night, walks to the plate mansion where she counts the plates. When she sees that there is only nine, she screams and begins to cry uncontrollably. Ichi, ni, sa, yon, gon, uku, nana, hachi, ku. Her apparition has also been seen walking throughout the castle's alleys, countlessly counting to the doomed number that is nine. Osakabihime is a yokai, what we would call an apparition which is known to haunt Himeji Castle. Legend has it that she will show herself to the owner of the castle once a year, telling him the fate of the castle. Besides that, she absolutely hates people and will often stay hidden within the tower. Now, in 1742, a man named Monita Zusho goes up to the upper floor to see if there really is a spirit there. And it is here that he claims to have seen the apparition of a woman. She was about in her 30s. She's wearing a beautiful, utterly gorgeous 12-layered ceremonial kimono. She spoke to him asking why he was there. And he replied it was an act of bravery. The dude was curious. He dared himself to basically go up there, you know. So she gifts him with a helmet neck guard. Others who have come up here have said to seen her in an old hag form, or some say what she looks like to be a princess. Now, you know, I am definitely adding this location to my paranormal bucket list, my friends. Even if you're not a fan of all things paranormal, which how dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. The history alone is utterly amazing. Centuries upon centuries of history. Pretty amazing stuff. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others. They're equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? (coughs) Really, there's no need to cry. Just hit up any of those awesome podcast platforms, such as Spotify, CastBox, Player FM, Deezer, Wherever you may roam to hear your phenomenal podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Roswell, New Mexico, The Woodlands, Texas, Corona, California, Redmond, Washington, and Hyderabad, India. You guys, as always, it is extremely appreciated. Want to appear on an episode and share your own haunted local joints or experiences of your very own? You can email me at paraprowl at gmail.com or throw a message my way on my Paranormal Prowlers podcast Facebook page. See you next week, my friends. And check out the newest episode on Monday. Sayonara!